Senator Lindsey Graham maybe pressured the Georgia Secretary of State to throw away legally cast ballots. As if he couldn't love her anymore, Dolly Parton is apparently behind some of the funding for Moderna's COVID vaccine. And we're talking about the Animaniacs reboot with voice actor Rob Paulson. The date, November 17th, 2020. The time, news o'clock. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Zach Stafford. Welcome to BuzzFeed's News O'Clock. How you doing, Casey? Can I tell you something? I'm kind of mildly freaking out. I think that this is the first time in eight months that I have been alone alone. What, and I don't what do you know, mean? I have roommates. I okay. have roommates. Oh, okay. Zach's like really scared for me. It's like, what, how, who have you lost? I'm like, is your family okay? I was really for a second quite nervous. Okay. No, I'm just literally in my home alone because my roommate has just left for an Airbnb with her boyfriend okay. to Santa Barbara. And I just realized like, we have been together in this home for eight months. That's wild. As a habitually single and alone person, I do not know what you're experiencing right now. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what's happening. My apartment in less than 12 hours is a mess. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've had this freedom to just like, put things in the living room and not pick them up because no one, I don't have to be kind to anyone else. It's like just my space. Do you feel more free? Are you feeling more yourself right now? I am feeling something. I don't know what it is. I think that normally like, you know, prior to the pandemic, if this had happened, which it did, you know, like they go out of town or something like that. It was just like normal fun. But right now this is like a culture shock. This is a culture shock of like, of, I don't know how to explain this. I'm just going to need some time. Okay. I'm going to give you that space. (laughs) I was talking to a friend the other day who's recently single and he's having a hard time, you know, being alone and all this other stuff. And I looked at him. I was like, I don't, this doesn't compute for me. Like I'm always, (laughs) (laughs) like I've gotten too good at being alone. So, you know, the idea of having like a lot of roommates around or a partner, I think I'd be so stressed out. So if my roommates had left, I'd be like crying. I probably wouldn't have come to work today. So good job for coming to work. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Zach, uh, what is going on today? What do you have for us? All right. So in a scoop from the Washington Post, Lindsey Graham, the current chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, appears to have pressured Georgia's Secretary of State to throw out legally cast mail-in ballots. Here's Brad Raffensperger, Georgia's Secretary of State, explaining the conversation he had with Graham to Wolf Blitzer on CNN. Well, he asked if the ballots could be matched back to the voters, and then I I got the sense it implied that... uh, then you could throw those out uh, for any really would look at the counties with the highest um, per, frequent error of uh, signatures. So that's that's the impression that I got. But, uh, you know, we've got signature match in place. We have signature match when you request the ballot, absentee ballot. And then we have signature match when it comes in. And then with our new online absentee ballot portal uh, that has photo ID. And so we feel really confident that the election officials have done their job. And that's what they're char- charged to do is do their job and make sure the signatures match. Graham has countered in The Wall Street Journal that, quote, I'm surprised to hear he characterized it that way. But the stakes in Georgia are extremely high. Raffensperger also told The Post that because of the recount, he and his wife have received death threats. This intervention from Graham, if true, could be an ethics violation, and the Justice Department could open an inquiry into it. Meanwhile, we are still arguing over when to wear masks and why when it comes to COVID safety, and that argument made it to the Senate floor. 
Here's Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown asking Senator Dan Sullivan to wear a mask, and, well, this is the result. President. Senator from Ohio. I'd start by asking the presiding officer to please wear a mask as he speaks, and people below him are, I can't tell you what to do, but I know that the behavior... I don't wear a mask when I'm speaking, like most senators. Well, I most senators... So I'll, I'll on, but I don't need your instruction from... Anyone. I know you don't need my instruction, but I... There clearly isn't much interest in this body in public health. Remember, most states are now issuing mask mandates now that coronavirus is spreading uncontrollably. So please check whether your state has issued one of those mandates. And finally, the Senate Judiciary Committee grilled the CEOs of Facebook and Twitter today on the Hill over election misinformation. Here's Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey on some of the measures they've implemented ahead of the election. More than a year ago, the public asked us to offer additional context to help make potentially misleading information more apparent. We did exactly that, applying labels to over 300,000 tweets from October 27th to November 11th, which represented about 2.2% of all U.S. election-related tweets. We also changed how our product works in order to help increase context and encourage more thoughtful consideration before tweets are shared broadly. We're continuing to assess the impact of these product changes to inform our long-term roadmap. And you might have noticed some of those efforts on Twitter. President Trump's tweets about the election now have a little text box saying, quote, this claim about election fraud is disputed on some of them, which is a pretty big leap from where things were pre-election. But that hasn't stopped Republicans from talking about conservative censorship. Senator Lindsey Graham called Dorsey and Mark Zuckerberg the ultimate editor when it came to their platforms throttling the misleading New York Post story about Hunter Biden's business dealings. Yes, you yes, know what? yes. I don't like how much Lindsey Graham is being brought up. I don't like what he's doing. I did feel bad as I said his name again that I was doing this to you <laughs> and to everyone listening. Like Lindsey Graham is the news cycle today and deservingly so because I would like to point out that while Lindsey Graham is saying in the Wall Street Journal that this is a mischaracterization of what he said, he has openly called for votes to be thrown out on cable television already. So... Who knows? I mean, yes, he is meddling in this election in one way or another. And if you've been on Twitter, you know that Trump has been tweeting. He's always been tweeting. But the things he's been saying have been outlandish lies. Like, they really have been. And more and more people are like, oh, when is his account going to be disabled? Because even if you put that little text box that says this might not be true— you can still read it. People can still see it. And that's misinformation spreads. Yes. And we've seen some reporting over the past few weeks that says on January 21st, he will be under new rules, according to being no longer in office as president, because as, as sitting president, you're held to a different standard. But as a ex-president, you're treated more like everyday folks like us. And if you keep lying and you keep spreading misinformation, they will take your account down. So TBD on Trump's time on Twitter. We will see. <laughs> Watch out for his blue check mark. We'll oh see what happens. <laughs> Could you? That is going to be a day. Wow. A day. All right. Well, that's it for now. No more Lindsey Graham. I'm sorry. We had to go through that. But Casey, what do you have going on in the world of pop culture and entertainment? Zach, all I want to talk about is Dolly Parton. <laughs> She has already given us so much to be thankful for this year, a new album, a Netflix holiday movie, and now apparently we can thank her for the Moderna vaccine too. Yesterday, news broke that according to preliminary data, Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine may be 95% effective. And today it's coming to light that Dolly helped fund its development. 
She donated a million dollars to the cause back in April on the advice of her friend, Dr. Najee Abumrad at Vanderbilt University. The two became friends after he treated her following a 2014 car accident. Dolly Parton is a gift we do not deserve. And she is from my home state of Tennessee. And she is so infamous and famous for doing good in the community. There was a, a great fire in East Tennessee a few years ago. She paid for all those people's like medical bills and she gave them monthly stipends. And she just really loves taking care of her family famously and also us as people that love her. I think at one point she also donated like over a million books to children. Like, I mean, the list, the list goes on and on. She, she does so much good and it is just so fitting that she is, it, it really is. I like to remind myself of this about Dolly Parton is that we now in her older age, we think of her as this kind of like angel that's always been like, she's has like a perfect uh, brand and personality in public. But for years as an emerging artist and as a younger artist, we were really sexist and misogynist to her. And there's no reason she should be giving us this much grace and compassion now for how the media has treated her and how her fans and people have treated her. So the fact that she's doing it now is just, I just love it. I love it so much. She cares deeply and we care deeply for her. Okay, so moving on, I've also got more to talk about on season four of The Crown because, of of course, we have to. Uh, so we've all been talking about how amazing newcomer Emma Corrin is at really embodying Princess Diana. And while she's been getting universally rave reviews, there are two people's opinions she's a little nervous to hear, Prince William and Prince Harry's. In an interview with GQ, she said she can't imagine what they think of the show, adding, quote, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter what they make of it because that would be ignorant. If someone made a program about my grandma who died last year, that would be difficult for me to watch. One thing Corn says she knows for sure is that if she ever ran into either prince at a party, she would leave. I mean, I don't blame her. I also think it might be like a little bit triggering to see someone who looks so much like your mother playing she your mother. She is a spitting image. I spent last night scrolling through all these Instagram accounts that are paying homage to Princess Di, and they look the same. I didn't really realize that till watching the show, but they're the same person, and those scenes are so hard, as we've talked about. They are hard, and I also think it's different from just seeing, like, a photo of her, maybe, but they're watching her mannerisms, and she's practiced Princess Di's mannerisms, and that's something that they've seen and known and lived with, so, uh, yeah, I can't imagine. I think I would leave, too. I, out of respect, not out of, like, I don't think she's doing it to hide from them. I think she's doing, like, you know, give them space. Yeah, I love that. I love that she's being that thoughtful. But do you see one person who she doesn't list that she wouldn't leave the room for? And I get, I know why. And it's Meghan Markle. Because you oh, know yeah. Meghan Markle would be like, girl, sis, same. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you for showing how crazy these people are. <laughs> so she would love it. All right. So when we come back, we're talking about the Animaniacs reboot with voice actor Rob Paulson. Stay right there. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com/slash 2022. 
After 30 years, it's time to return to the halls of West Beverly High and hang out at the Peach Pit. On the podcast 9021OMG, join Jenny Garth and Tori Spelling for a rewatch of the hit series Beverly Hills 90210 from the very beginning. We get to tell the fans all of the behind-the-scenes stories that actually happened. So they know what happened on camera, obviously, but we can tell them all the good stuff that happened off camera. Get all the juicy details of every episode that you've been wondering about for decades as 90210 super fan and radio host Sissany sits in with Jenny and Tori to reminisce, reflect, and relive each moment from Brandon and Kelly's first kiss to shouting, Donna Martin graduates. You have an amazing memory. You remember everything about the entire 10 years that we filmed that show. And you remember absolutely nothing of the 10 years that we filmed that show. <laughs> Listen to 9021OMG on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever felt depressed about work, only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job, and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant, and I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy, so that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could. At Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Welcome back. So we know reboots are all the rage right now, but 90s kids, you're going to love this one. If you haven't heard, Animaniacs is coming back on Hulu what? with brand Wait, new what? episodes. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, hold it. This is Yakko. I'm in the water tower. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I just retired. I just bought beer and, and, and pork rinds. And now I got to go back to work? Oh, Jesus. All right. Don't, no, no, no. Go ahead. Keep talking, Casey. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Who who else is hearing their childhood flash before their eyes right now? Uh, I definitely am. And the reason before that is because today we are joined by Rob Paulson, who voices several characters on the show, Animaniacs. His voice, which you just heard, will bring back the most pleasant waves of nostalgia. So good afternoon, Rob. Thank you for providing your own intro there my great pleasure <laughs> zach and casey is it uh, and and people say they grew up with me as long as they don't say they threw up with me which is entirely possible too but um <laughs> on behalf of me and brian and yakko and dr scratch and sniff all of us are here and ready to talk to you and i i don't know your your audience can't see your beautiful smiling faces but i swear to god you could see your smiles from the space station it's incredible <laughs> i was going to start off by asking you to give one voice pinky but you're now covering like everyone so you are over delivering here uh, as you guys know uh, as i said earlier folks um they've uh, been kind enough to lower their journalistic standards for uh, uh, <laughs> a couple of ninja turtles and yakko and pinky and carl weezer and snowball and whoever else is banging around in my melon but honestly i am so grateful and it is a huge privilege truly casey and zach to be in this position and i really just so thrilled that you take the time to talk with me so let's have some fun yeah. Yes, let's do. So you already mentioned this, but beyond Animaniacs, you've voiced so many characters and we will get to those in a minute. But first, let's talk about Animaniacs, yes. which was so unique for its time. It was produced by Steven Spielberg and the writing was so, so good. How were you approached about coming back to this? Honestly, it was just this wonderful, serendipitous confluence of events, honestly, Casey. Um, but about Four years ago, um, Sam came to Tress McNeil, who's my sister, Dot, and um, Jess Harnell, wacko, 
and my friend the brain, Maurice Lamarche, and said, um, th- check this out, said, hey, Stephen wants to know if you guys are interested. Are you kidding me? What is silly? I love you, Sam. But sil- seriously, what the hell kind of question is that? How, how quick can, can you say yes fast enough? Uh, the opportunity to do this again with people who are like family, the most re- wonderful aspect of this was that Mr. Spielberg said from the get-go, we're going to do this. We're going to pitch it, but only if Trust Chess, Maurice, and Rob are in. Now, for a non-celebrity talent, and you guys are making a fuss over me, but let's be clear. I don't draw them. I don't write them. The characters are famous. But Mr. Spielberg, because he is who he is, he's the biggest geek of all of us. And he wants the authenticity of what has become, I think, an arguably iconic franchise. So there was never a doubt that we were going to be in. That is very rare for an original core voice cast to be brought back. It is. We're living in a time, and look, I get it, but to right off the bat have Mr. Spielberg say, well, yeah, but the characters are famous and you guys are integral to the process. And so when, when I start doing this and you all do exactly what you're doing now, he knows that millions and millions of people around the world do the same thing. Yeah, it's a a remarkable thing. And you nailed it, Casey. It is a very unique circumstance when you consider this is a generational gap. There are at least two, sometimes three generations of fans for this this show with Stephen. New technology by which those of you who are fans will be able to watch all of the currently streaming episodes of Hulu and Pinky and the Brain your favorite episodes, whether it's United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, or whatever. And then when it's over, on November 20th, you can say, okay, click. Now I'm watching a brand new episode with Yakko, Wacko, and Dot coming alive again and Pinky in the Brain, like nothing's ever changed. But there's new technology, and you're going to be able to watch every freaking episode within, you know, a day. And you kind of touched on this already, but there's a huge generational appeal here. You know, like young people, older people all love the the show so much. But I have to ask, you know, how many times have you heard older people who've rewatched an episode say to you, I never got that joke as a kid? Because I feel like it's like you're always coming back to this content and seeing it in a new way. All the all the time, Zach. And and that all that does is speak to the genius of Tom Ruger and Gene McCurdy and Steven Spielberg, respectively the creator president of Warner Brothers Animation and you know, King of Hollywood, who all got together and uh, after we all did Tiny Toons for a couple of years, said, hey, now we're going to do something with a freaking clean sheet of paper. And um, the edict from the top, you guys, was to not condescend to the audience so that young Casey and young Zach would watch it and get a kick out of baloney in my slacks and an anvil dropping on Barney's head or whatever it is. And then at 30 or 28 or 35, it's a fingerprints. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. How do they get away with fingerprints? Oh, my Lord. So let's talk about the reboot now. Okay. Uh, we've got a clip from the trailer here. Oh, good. Hello. Reboots are symptomatic of a fundamental lack of originality in Hollywood. Have you no shame? Here's your check for the Animaniacs reboot, you sellouts. It's time for Animaniacs. You should see our new contracts. All right, guys, there's a lot of pressure on our first lines. Wait, don't. Make sure it's good first. Maybe something reminiscent of the first season? 
22 years later, and I'm still a knockout. So what are you most excited oh. about for this reboot? What I'm, what has actually, what people have responded to in the very clip, the audio portion of which you were kind enough to play, um, that the writing staff, just like you mentioned earlier, Casey, is so sharp. And what's really cool is the writers, on more than a number of occasions, have had to come to me and say, okay, I, I get that, you know, I, I get the joke, I think, but I'm not sure what it is you're lampooning. Because, I, I mean, I know about YouTube. I've got a bunch of stuff on there that's fortunately got a zillion, you know, people love Yakko's world. But what is it you're lampooning here? So they can pull it up on their phone and say, you see this? And then I get the joke. That's what I'm so excited about. Because the audience, you guys, your children, um, nephews, nieces, and your parents, with whom you might have watched this as high school kids, will all say, oh, my God. But the reverse is true now, because your parents will say, Zach, what what are what are they making fun of? Why are you laughing so hard? And and it's it's bass backwards because you're going to say, okay, mom and dad, you don't understand this, but this is why it's funny. And that's genius to get that to be able to co-opt social media and the internet and technology that was not even close to being ready when we did the first batch. How freaking cool is that? Mm. And, you know, speaking of the Internet, I'd love to know if you feel that there's new audiences finally yes. getting to experience Animaniacs. And then also, that's a strong guess. So how's it been interacting with those fans online that are uh, kind of finding you for the first time? Um, mind blowing. I just signed up for TikTok a month ago. Um, oh, <laughs> right. And we all know that that skews a little bit younger. OK. And I'm not I'm not up there dancing to Dr. Dre and, you know, incorporating all kinds of Carl Weezer or, hey, everybody, I'm a sex machine, you know, get your Carl Weezer funk on. But Carl Weezer's a rock star on TikTok. He's got like 100 million views of people doing impressions of this character I did called Carl Weezer from Jimmy Neutron. But my wife said, why don't you try TikTok? So I did. And you guys, overnight, I did a little Hi, a lot of you are wondering, you know, what happened to Carl? Well, here I am. I'm the real deal. I got like a million views overnight. It, it is, Zach. And, and, and I love seeing the reactions because now that we're dealing with COVID con and all, the, all the, the, the normal conventions that, you know, we all go to and travel around and meet people and do Animaniacs in concert, we don't get to see you know, the reactions in person. But I'm telling you what, online, oh my God, people will will publish the most delightfully sweet messages and, and very personal things. Um, often I hear, oh my God, Rob, you're the voice of my childhood. Well, that in itself is a huge compliment. But then we hear people who will say, Mr. Paulson, but for Ninja Turtles, Animaniacs, Pinky in the Brain, Jimmy Neutron, Fairly Odd Parents, Biker Mice from Mars, you know, um, um, Goof Troop, Darkwing Duck. Now, honestly, you guys, how on earth does an old Hollywood dog like me wrap my brain around that incredible compliment? And it happens over and over again because the singular aspect of this whole exercise is pure joy. And it, and it is timeless and it transcends generations. So, Zach, it's the coolest 
goddamn thing in the world. Really. (laughs) I'm sure. Well, the new season of Animaniacs drops on Hulu on November 20th. Thank you so much for joining us, Rob. My great pleasure. You guys get free tickets to the water tower. Uh, Unless, of course, you're arrested getting on the lot, then you're on your own. And one more thing. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. All right. We have time for one more thing. We all know the Pixar movie Ratatouille, which follows the rat Remy on his quest to become a chef in Paris with the help of human Alfredo Linguini. But that movie is now being turned into a musical thanks to Gen Zers on TikTok. Let's explain how this happened. TikTok user Ejax started this off with an acapella ode to the one and only Remy. Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. I praise you, my Ratatouille. May the world remember your name. And people have been building on it ever since. Some users added instrumentals and vocals, like in this TikTok duet from users Miles Paloma and Nobody Famous LOL 2.0. Just stay out of the kitchen, heed my advice. You escaped his life once, won't get lucky twice. Forget the name. Some people have made playbills, created elaborate set designs, have imagined the dances, and have made additional songs, including this tango number featuring head chef Colette and Linguini. What are you doing? I'm cutting vegetables. I'm cutting vegetables. No, you waste energy and time. Do you think cooking is a cute job like mommy in the kitchen? Well, mommy never had to face a dinner rush when the orders came flooding in and every dish is different and none is simple and all the different cooking times but must arrive on the customer's table at exactly the same time. The youth are really going to save us. (laughs) And they may save Broadway, honestly. You know, Broadway's been closed for a long time and we know it's opening back up next year maybe by summer, but most likely fall. And it could close immediately again. So we don't even know what the future of like <laughs> musicals are, but it may be TikTok because these kids are really showing what it can be. They are. And if you liked everything you just heard, I highly suggest we have uh, an article up right now on BuzzFeed talking about this musical. It is fascinating to watch all these and listen to these. Like it is extremely creative because like we mentioned, we're, I mean, we're not just talking about songs that they're coming up with. Like there's dance routines. Yeah. And these people, what's wild too is that they're now organizing under the Ratatouille TikTok musical uh, account on TikTok, which you can go to for updates. It has tons of followers now, Uh, but they are aiming for a 2021 premiere on TikTok, which is going to be incredible to watch because they're really like on operating on so many different levels here with like the tech that they're using, the ways in which they're going to be casting this. They've brought in casting directors who have never worked before. These are young people just giving it their best shot. Um, And it's all being ran by this person named Josh Floyd. I believe his name. He lives in Michigan. Um, And he's like helping steer production and they're going to do it remote. So I just am very, very excited to see what they're able to pull off here. It is. It is. And I like what you're talking about, how like it really is this whole orchestrated event because it's not just like something on TikTok, like a little bit. Like when I, when we say that like, they're doing choreographed dances. It's like real dancers, people who create 
choreography. Like it's, it's so impressive to watch. I'm like so excited. And you know what? I'm really happy that I recently got an Apple TV because I just want to, because, okay, I got an Apple TV because I wanted to stream TikToks onto my TV. That's not a joke. Okay. That is why I got it. For the screen sharing abilities. That's amazing. My roommate and I, my roommate and I, once a week, we share all of our saved TikToks and to each other so we can like see it it's a really fun event okay we love doing I it love this. but the point is is like i can't wait for 2021 when i get to watch it yeah. on my tv yeah i mean it's gonna be incredible and also like i was a musical theater kid in high school i don't know if you did it as well but the thing about theater is that like you know we all recreate famous musicals uh, in high school like that's what you you pay for the rights to get the book and you recreate it blah 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 but there's never been anything done on tiktok which if you think about the form of tiktok it's about young creators creating new forms of music or dance that people then replicate. So what we're also going to see is the release of a, a, a musical about Ratatouille, but that's also scalable to where everyone in America can make their own version of it because each TikTok will tell them how to. So it's going to be amazing. It's like a whole major high school. Wait, Zach, I just thought of something. I wonder if you can sing before this, before like the whole musical was being made. There's also people on TikTok where if they like think they look like a character, they'll try and find the character's love interest and they'll oh, match yeah. on TikTok. And there's someone who looks spot on like Colette. I hope she makes really? an appearance. Oh like, my god, it's she has shocking! To. Oh, she and there's to. a and there's a dad who looks exactly like the food critic. Okay, I'm I'm sorry, I'm getting too excited. I want to be the casting director now. <laughs> I mean, maybe this is what you should do. I'll send an email after this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Thank you of for supporting course. me. <laughs> These young people, I don't know. Like, hey, I have someone <laughs> but they are for those interested. You can email them directly. I think it's listed on uh, this person's TikTok, and they are looking to cast people for all types of roles. So there you go. This could be your big break, America. All right, so that's it for today. Join us tomorrow for a chat with BuzzFeed News' Dan Bergano about COVID second wave and the upcoming vaccines. And remember, in the year of 2020, be more like Dolly Parton. You know what? Actually, I'm correcting myself. Be more like Dolly Parton always. Amen. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, guys? I'm Rashad Bilal. And I am Troy Millings, and we are the hosts of the Earn Your Leisure podcast, where we break down business models and examine the latest trends in finance. We hold court and have exclusive interviews with some of the biggest names in business, sport and entertainment, from DJ Khaled to Mark Cuban, Rick Ross, and Shaquille O'Neal. I mean, our alumni list is expansive. Listen in as our guests reveal their business models, hardships, and triumphs in their respective fields. The knowledge is in-depth, and the questions are always delivered from your standpoint. We want to know what you want to know. We talk to the legends of business, sports, and entertainment about how they got their start and most importantly, how they make their money. Earn Your Leisure is a college business class mixed with pop culture. Want to learn about the real estate game? Unclear as how the stock market works? We got you. Interested in starting a trucking company or a vending machine business? Not really sure about how taxes or credit work? We got it all covered. The Earn Your Leisure podcast is available now. Listen to Earn Your Leisure on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.